0: Welcome to episode 104 of the Gambots Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is my co-host. It's Christian. On this week's episode, Christian and I both watched the 2012 movie Safety Not Guaranteed. I finished Disenchantment Season 3, and then generally we'll just let you guys know what we've been watching the past week. But first, Christian, we watched Safety Not Guaranteed this weekend. The first thing that blew me away by this is that this is directed by Colin Trevorrow, and this is like an indie movie he then went on to direct jurassic world and the upcoming like jurassic world dominion and he was a writer on rise of skywalker
1: right yeah uh, all like very big credits and then yeah you've got just this i i couldn't remember exactly where i knew that name from it came up like the first credit as the movie was ending and i was like wait that's that's somebody hang on (laughs) Right and like he did, you know,
0: he did a couple movies, but nothing I had recognized or like was big name, and that was Jurassic World, which was a huge budget movie. So it just seems like such a weird step from indies to this, you know? Right. This also stars Aubrey Plaza, Mark Duplass, Jake Johnson, Karen Sony. And those are basically the four main characters. There's a appearance by Kristen Bell in there as well, randomly. But for the most part, it follows these guys.
1: Yeah, that one surprised me.
0: Yeah, kind of out like very random. So what was the general uh, premise of this movie?
1: Yeah, the, the basic gist of it is essentially Jake Johnson, who's working for like a Seattle tabloid or something, is tasked with going... And finding Mark Duplass, who put in a classified in the newspaper that he's looking for a partner to go back in time with him because he's got this time machine and he needs somebody to accompany him on his journey. So it what kind of starts out as this joke assignment, like, let's go do a profile on this crazy guy, gets more interesting as you like get to know him and as he and Aubrey Plaza kind of become friends.
0: Yeah, it, what is weird to me about this movie is This movie is only an hour and 25 minutes, I think. Like, it's really, really short. But, honestly, this feels like the movie should have been closer to an hour because there's, like, an entire side story of Jake Johnson that seems superfluous to this movie. I truly do not know
1: why they included that.
0: That is the best I could come up with was, like, this must have gotten some theatrical release and they're like we can't have a 60 minute movie (laughs) otherwise like because there's no connection between his interactions with aubrey plaza who is like the main story on this and like him pining over a high school girlfriend who then things went bad like his storyline
1: isn't even really ever resolved right they just kind of drop it and and you never go back to it which you know fine but at that point yeah why include it at all The only, like, ties I could
0: have, I could even, like, make between Ari Plaza's story and his were, at least his, like, love interest story were, like, pinings for regret, like, uh, Duplass regretted, I guess, being a teenager and his girlfriend, that's, like, a little bit unclear if he changed the past, Uh, Plaza regretted her mother dying, and it seemed like, jake johnson pined for like the better days like he, he did his life was not where he wanted it to be but they like it didn't seem that way like he seemed like two different characters depending on where he was or what scenes he was in
1: he gave me very strong jason Manzukas in long dumb road vibes at the beginning of this and i was concerned about it yeah, it's fu-
0: So I know exactly what you mean and I could not put my finger on it. I have a known here where I was like, I generally like Jay Johnson, but this character, like he's just like a loser of a character. Like he's Facebook stalking this girl. He's in his thirties and was like having the one guy show him how to use Facebook, which <laughs> makes no sense. And he was, he's like judgmental about everything and just talked about getting late all the time, which I. I don't know any 30-year-old who acts like that, like he was acting at, you know? <laughs> like, he seemed like a man-child.
1: That's, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he was. And, like, if he was, like, in his early 20s, I get that, but, like,
0: I feel, I think once you reach a certain age, like, you just naturally mellow out unless your life has really gone
1: that, that wrong. So, there's this whole subplot about, I mean, you, you're never really sure if Mark Duplass is like crazy or just kind of being a goofball or if he's actually like legitimately a time traveler because then like partway through he's always babbling about you know i'm being followed by the government or or like they're after me or whatever and then partway through the movie you find out like oh no he's actually being followed by people (laughs) yeah they
0: do a really good job of like I think keeping you on your toes about what is actually going on because you're right. Like it's revealed he is actually being spied on by the government. But then at one point, like the story he tells Aubrey Plaza for her way he wants to go back in time is also revealed that like, he said his ex girl, his past girlfriend had died. Like she's alive and they had never actually dated and just puts him in a really weird light. And as soon as he hears that, he's like, freezes up and is was like, Oh, well
1: I guess our time travel mission worked <laughs> then. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, you know, you logically probably couldn't prove that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Also this movie
0: just takes a sharp, like turn in the middle where he straight up pulls a gun on someone and they rob a <laughs> medical research facility which had one of my favorite scenes in it where he's like walking and then for some reason in the middle of the night like this office is having a birthday party like right where he needs to get into <laughs> and like everyone's like what is this guy doing and they all just follow him as he like,
1: piles up everything and drives away yeah, like excuse me sir and he's just throwing stuff into the back of his van right it,
0: it's such a there's like i don't know this movie had such a weird tone and i enjoyed it but it's like hard to describe what that tone is
1: yeah it i i did really like this movie i think it didn't take itself too seriously it did a good job like you said of keeping you on your toes like what is actually happening in this story and not in like a confusing, I don't know what's happening kind of way. Just like a, I'm, I'm unclear about where this is going to end up. And I, I enjoyed that, but I, I do think it didn't take itself too seriously, which was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out like just some random things that when I was watching this, I was like, I don't know what, why these are included or, or, you know, like why characters thought this would be a good idea, but so, Aubrey Plaza is the main character with Duplass and Jake Johnson, but also, uh, Karan is just in this movie for some reason. Like, his character is completely useless. But at <laughs> one point, they're like, Oh, why are you working at an internship for a newspaper? Well, probably not a newspaper, whatever, a blog, whatever they are, a magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Because they're like, Oh, what, are, what field are you in? And He's like, Oh, I'm in biology or something and then they are literally like why are you at this internship he's (laughs) like oh uh diversification looks good on your applications and i was like that guy got terrible advice like you're not applying for college admissions you're going to be applying for like a real world job and no one's going to care if you interned a magazine for a summer (laughs) Also Duplass was like actively I think trying to get him to hit on high schoolers Throughout the movie And also he possibly did bang a high schooler
1: Yeah that was very
0: weird It was was very unclear On how old those kids were Who they picked up Because it was just like some kids hanging out Outside of a convenience store And they went with (laughs) two dudes to an Escalade Way too willingly for alcohol Which led me to believe
1: They were under 21 at the very least I was like I thought they played it a little... It was a little back and forth as to whether Jake Gyllenhaal... Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) It was a little unclear as to whether Jake Johnson was just kind of immature or if he actually had, like, an actual problem. Because they, they started him out just trying to be like, oh, you know, he's just this pushy, kind of like, past his prime guy who's just trying to, like, live up the glory days. But then he does get kicked out of like a high school football game for being drunk
0: right but then he also shows levels of competence when dealing with like fbi agents and being like we're just you know and like he's also a lead writer in a magazine so (laughs) his character is i think the least defined in this because it just seems like he was whatever they needed at that point
1: yes yeah he was definitely kind of just a, a jack of all trades he was very all over the map uh,
0: I actually thought Mark Duplass was really good in this. I I've not really seen him in very much other than the league, and he like he's not playing a comedy role in this one. Even though the premise is sort of ridiculous, like <laughs> he's very much playing a straight man, and I I thought he had a good performance.
1: Yeah, I've generally liked him, and what I've seen him, in. I'm struggling to think of what those things were. Now, I I watched him in an HBO series called Togetherness. I think it was called, or maybe it was just Together with uh, Amanda Pete and I thought he was really good in that. I thought everybody was. Uh, I never made it the whole way through the League, but <laughs> of what I saw, he was pretty good in that. If overshadowed yeah, I, by some of the other characters, just, like, pure insanity.
0: I I honestly thought more people from the League would be doing more stuff. Like I, I, The biggest ones are probably Jason Manzucas and Paul Shear at this point, who... Um, you know they uh, they and i i guess maybe i'm biased because i really like how did this get made but the only other person (laughs) i know who had like a show and has been in stuff is nick kroll
1: yeah nick kroll's been here and there like he had the broadway show with john mulaney that was running for a few years i know the one guy and i cannot remember
0: his actual name but he played kevin on there got in hot water because he lied (laughs) about his dad being in like the the world, like one of the towers on nine eleven, and Edward. then like got called on it. So I, I, I kind of understand why he's not in more. But like Mark Duplass is a fine actor. I, I really am surprised he's not in more.
1: I don't think I've seen Taco in anything. Oh my gosh, I forgot. About- yeah, I have no idea what he's <laughs> up to. It's
0: it's funny because like Taco was always, I think, one of the funnier characters. But like Manzuka, he's very much had a specific role,
1: right? so i i did enjoy the like hypothetical conversations that some of these characters were having about like oh where would you want to go if you went back in time one of my favorite lines was when Aubrey plaza asked the other guy like don't you want to go back and see the dragons and elves fighting each other in the magic forest and he had to like put his hand on her shoulder and be like that was never a time right
0: i thought though like i couldn't tell if she was joking with him or was being (laughs) serious about that like Aubrey Plaza plays the perfect, like, sarcastic girl that it's sometimes hard to tell if that was, like, it was clearly a joke in the movie, but, like, was that character making a joke?
1: Yeah. I mean, she was perfect in this. I, I've always really enjoyed Aubrey Plaza in almost everything I've seen her in. Uh, So, allegedly, the the guy who wrote
0: this specifically wrote the part for Plaza, uh, the character of Darius. He wrote it with, like, Plaza in mind because he wanted to work with her. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's awesome i wonder Um, i wonder if it was i wonder if she was named that because doesn't she also play daria
0: i i mean does she i was there like a a short or something she did that for because she didn't like do the voice of daria daria's from the 90s okay maybe
1: maybe i just think they look similar (laughs) i mean yeah i think very much of that vibe Oh yeah, I Daria actually, is much actually, older than I thought it was.
0: Yeah, it is like a '90s MTV show. I re- somewhat recently rewatched it. holds It actually holds up pretty well. <laughs> but Plaza and um, Duplass, I actually think they're really good on screen together, and like that, I think their chemistry and everything is why I actually like this movie as much as I did.
1: Agreed. Yeah they they worked really really well together. It was a, a great line of just two people being kind of like equal parts goofy and and like deadpan, but also like like they got pretty pretty serious in some of those more emotional scenes, and I was impressed with them both. Yeah, it's funny because
0: <laughs> well, like you know when you know my stance on like love stories in movies, <laughs> but because that's the premise of this, like I'm giving that one a pass because that's what it is about. But to some extent, like she's just recreating her relationship with Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: Duplass isn't as goofy as Andy, but all like he is out there
1: for sure. Yeah, like very like less less goofy and more like tinfoil hat the the constant like can you look fear and danger in the eye? Right, and she did like it. She, she handles it well. Like
0: some some of these lines were actually improvised. I also read read up on that. I'm not entirely sure which ones, but it kind of makes sense if they just had a bit that went you know. <laughs> Um, sorry. So, so this movie also, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of want to get into the ending just because it takes a turn. I, I was hoping it would take, but yes. I was like, there's no way they actually do this. <laughs> so the entire movie is based on time travel and this whole time. You're more or less like, you know, Duplass's character is Like, while it seems like he's, like, a nice guy, he seems like he's probably crazy. Like, it seems like he didn't, his girlfriend wasn't dead, and he was actually kind of a stalker. And that he, like, he had basically said his girlfriend died when someone ran a car into her house who was drunk. And then it was revealed that he had ran his car into her boyfriend's house. (laughs) And so it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, he is actually, like, crazy. But then also the government was following him because he was asking physicists questions on, like, message boards, and they thought he was a spy for some reason. But <laughs> They also said all... he
1: broke into, like, a nuclear power station. Right. But they didn't arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna let him see, see what he does next. They're
0: like, we have... We strongly believe that he... Like, we we know he, he also was part of that robbery earlier in the movie, but we're just letting him out there. It's just... <laughs> kind of crazy that part (laughs) but in the end he literally built a time machine (laughs) yep like they just go back in time
1: yeah that was that was great i remember this is the second time i watched this but it's been a a really long time and so i I did remember at least how it ended i'd forgotten completely about the jake johnson high school romance subplot uh but But I did remember that the time machine ended up working in the end, and I remember being like flabbergasted that they actually made that choice. Yeah, so actually, the
0: original like cut of this did not have the time machine working, but the director and they submitted this to Sundance, and then the director thought that like it did not fit the rest of the tone of the movie, so he called everyone back and they reshot two weeks before this actually premiered (laughs) for like the current ending with the time machine working. Oh my god. I have so many questions about this though like <laughs> this guy sounds like he's a high school dropout how did he figure out how to time travel and then also <laughs> break into like a nuclear facility is not easy to break into i would imagine and the way that he <laughs> I guess I don't know for sure, but... Um, yeah, like, we, we've never tried. <laughs> right, but those things are of, like, national security concern. I have to imagine their security is tighter than a medical
1: supply office, which he <laughs> bumbled through. Well, maybe he just went into the nuclear power plant on a day when they weren't having a birthday party. I mean, that's that's what held him back with some, <laughs> Karen's birthday. <laughs> I want to go back and see what the end of this was originally. Like, did Aubrey Plaza get on the fan boat, and then it just kind of, like, nothing happened, and everybody went home? (laughs) Like, did it explode? (laughs) He gets arrested, and she's like, oh, really bought into that. (laughs) Very susceptible to a cult.
0: It's also funny, because she was, like so mad at him for lying about the reason he wanted to go back in time but her their entire relationship was premised on a lie by her
1: absolutely and she's like the only
0: thing i lied about was being from and not like i didn't tell you i was from a newspaper it's like yeah but that's a pretty big one you know
1: (laughs) yeah the the only thing i i lied about was the whole reason i'm here yeah
0: also (laughs) i just had like some random notes that i have in this movie where i was just like what is going, like, why did this happen? Number one, Mark Duplass is missing an ear and just is wearing a fake ear the whole time.
1: They never address, I mean, they do address it, but, like, it plays no part in the story. Is like, the only, the only thing it does is help to, like, endear Aubrey Plaza to him when she kind of is like, no, it's not a big deal, like, people made fun of me too, and he's like, all right, you're cool. But, like, what a weird, what a weird
0: choice. Yeah, like, of all the things to pick to do, like, it's just random. Uh, they are the worst undercover group ever because, like, Aubrey Plaza's entire <laughs> thing is, like, we got to get close to this guy being undercover. She, like, drives everywhere with Jake Johnson, and he somehow never sees them. They're yeah, and the, on his property. In the front seat. <laughs> right. And then finally, Jake when Jake Johnson goes to his high school sweetheart's house, she's like, I just finished baking a pie and he's like what kind and she names five pies she like (laughs) baked five completely
1: different pies at once which is what a crazy person would do (laughs) she was excited to see jake johnson and honestly i can't blame her i would be too He's not a good person. He (laughs) is with her for two days
0: and then is like, move with me back to Seattle. And she's like, oh boy, that's like a big ask. Probably not going to do that, man. And he gets mad. She has a lovely house with enough acreage of land to have a small farm on it. Like he's asking her to give up a lot to move to Seattle.
1: I, I, like I said, I didn't remember this. I genuinely thought he was going to be like, I think I'm going to move here. That would
0: have been, like, the better tell than being like, move with me to Seattle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because she's like, tell me about your life. And he's like, well, I've got this job. And she's like, what else? And he kind of says, like, oh, well, nothing. And so, like, it it would have been so easy for him to be like, my life kind of sucks. It didn't really go where I wanted it to go. I'm now realizing that even though I have, like, a nice condo, I'm not fulfilled. Maybe I'll move here. And try to, like, do something with myself. Yeah, instead he's like, come with me to my crappy life in Seattle. And she's like, no, of course not.
0: I mean, of just, like, disentangling, he has a condo. (laughs) Like, that's a lot different than a house. (laughs) And also, she had been married to a Major League Baseball player who got a divorce. I am sure she made bank in (laughs) alimony payments. Oh, yeah. Like, she is settling for jake johnson in this scenario like he is not the one who was like move with me to seattle on that like he needs to make the effort
1: Oh, uh, what a weird plot line
0: completely out of like just i don't it doesn't relate to anything else in this movie
1: nope and there's no growth or anything no he, <laughs> he, he... he doesn't learn anything from the experience
0: like, they, they show, so, like, maybe he is growing, and then he just reverse and the last shots we have of him dealing with it are just getting drunk and having, <laughs> like, the intern have sex.
1: I, I did like that he ended up, like, rooting for Mark Duplass, though. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he went in and, and is like, the, you know, the, the feds are here looking for you, and, and they run off into the woods, and then he watches them go, and he, like, puts his fist up in the air. Like, that was a, a fun moment, but, like, yeah, he has no real personal growth in that relationship at all. Yeah,
0: such a, like, I number one, I don't know why this magazine for this story sent three people <laughs> unless they are not paying the intern. I think, I guess, Aubrey Plaza says it's an unpaid internship at the start, but why still send three interns, you know, like, that's just overkill. right. Also, I I do I guess we didn't even like talk about the entire first part of this movie. <laughs> replies Plaza decides to go back in time. She has a dad at home. She's just like abandoning. Oh yeah, I
1: forgot about that.
0: I don't remember that uh, the actor's name, but he's Murray Goldberg in the Goldbergs, and I I think he's a very funny actor.
1: Yeah, he was funny in this. I liked him. He straight up was like you're still a
0: virgin and she's like why do you know that and i was like
1: why do you know that man <laughs> yeah she said something like you didn't know me in college and he's like oh no me and your roommate are facebook friends we talk
0: well that's the thing like they're just random moments in this movie that I, I think are funny but it's and i i like the movie it's just so like narratively like everything doesn't tie together and, like neatly <laughs> no Christian, do you know how this fared at the box office?
1: Yeah, so it made four point four million dollars, which I'm astounded by because I didn't even know it came out in theaters. Uh, it had a budget of seven hundred fifty thousand, so I mean, it certainly made its budget back. Like that's pretty good for a, a little indie movie.
0: Yeah, like I, this had to have just been a very limited release, but um, enough people, like I mean, enough people saw it for it to be worthwhile crit uh with the critics this actually fared well too it's at a 91% on rotten tomatoes for critics and an 80% with the audience so i i can see why people if they heard about it at the time it was released would go check this one out like this is like this made me be like oh yeah i forgot i actually do like indie movies we just <laughs> tend not to pick them because for whatever reason
1: i guarantee Eighty percent of that budget went to the special effects of the time machine in the last five minutes of this movie.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is when they, they re- i did not bring this up—when they revealed the time machine, it was just a fan boat with <laughs> crap on it, and I was like, "Is—is is he going to have to get up to whatever the speed was in Back to the Future in this
1: tiny pond?" Oh, uh, that would be amazing. That would have been a great development it's just insane like that that part was
0: i i mean yeah budget-wise that i imagine like most of it is just actors yeah or actresses because uh i um this only took four weeks to film and duplass actually was only around for two weeks of filming because he had a he had another commitment uh also i wanted to ask the the so This premise is actually based off a magazine article. Did you ever see memes of this going around? I did not, actually. So I remember, like, in the early days of Facebook, like, this going around, but I I looked into it a little bit. So there was originally an ad placed in Backwood Homes Magazines, but it was not, like, posted by some random guy. It was an employee (laughs) who put this in there as filler, and then, you know, it just took off because it was the 90s and no one could easily (laughs) fact-check stuff, so... People believed it was real.
1: The wild west of the internet.
0: Yeah, it's so weird because um, at one point, I it might have like been MTV or or some random show, Spike, some random channel had like, oh no, it was Robin Big of all shows from MTV. <laughs> There's an episode where, like, they go and try and meet someone who's actually claiming to be a time traveler. <laughs> oh, my God. And it kind of reminds me of this, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I've done this once before, but I can't tell you about it or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all classified. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. I had a lot of fun with this movie.
0: Yeah, same. I Like like I said, like I really like this movie. Weirdly, for an hour and 20 movie... Like, I don't think it was overly long, but I think they could have probably cut out like 10 to 15 minutes just because Jake Johnson's side story doesn't really add much to it. But (laughs) otherwise, like, I'm a fan of Aubrey Plaza, so I like seeing most things she's in, and I think this is, like, a a great movie to check out. (laughs)
1: All right, Eric, so you went ahead. You, you went beyond where I, I was willing to go on this one, but you watched Disenchantment Season 3. Now, I I watched all of Season 1, and I started Season 2 and kind of fell off of it. Is I guess my first question at the top is, is it worth going the whole way to Season 3 on? It's So in your situation, I would
0: say yes. Um, because... you know you only have so many episodes left in season two and i think season three is the strongest season so far nice if you were starting this from season one i don't i think my answer would be no because i (laughs) i did not care for season one and i didn't particularly care for season two like this is the first season where i came away from watching it and i'm like oh i actually like i liked that season
1: right so what is the overarching plot of the this season? Does it have one like thread that goes the whole way through or is it a bunch of kind of disjointed stories? So I would say there's like an
0: overarching thread that kind of weaves through it and it's more broken down into arcs. So there's like a three or four story arc for um every sorry, every three or four episodes you get um kind of a new reason for them to keep going, but it's all more or less tied together of being trying to help her dad and save Dreamland and, and whatnot. And that's actually why I think I liked this season the most. uh, My complaints for season one was I like the episodes where there seemed to be, like it seemed to serialize it in some way. And then, but for the most part, everything in season one was like episodic where things didn't really tie together. Season two, again, my biggest complaint was like I like the first two or three episodes and I like the last. Like two episodes where they tied things together, and then there was just a bunch of episodic stuff in between, where everything seemed a little bit disjointed. And this one, um, it picks right up where season two left off. There's like a three episode arc, another arc that builds off of that one, and then like the finale, like final, like two or three episode arc, and and it like worked so well because you actually start to develop Bean as a character, which. They started to do a little bit in season two, but for the most part, I, I, like it didn't seem like they were doing that at all in the earlier seasons.
1: No, and like this is kind of the a first for this guy because he he did what Simpsons and Futurama, and neither one of those are right. particularly serialized. No, and that's why
0: I was surprised when they went in this direction because when it's episodic, like the whole thing about Matt Groening is like his jokes need to land in some of the jokes land in this on the episodic ones, but actually like this is stronger. I think when they're trying to tell a story and then they weave the jokes in because I don't know, like I I think generally like his humor is good. And like, I really like Futurama, but for the first two seasons, like the jokes weren't landing for me in a way that I was like, Oh yeah, I really like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they started focusing on other things and like having fun with this world, uh, then it, 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 captured my attention more.
1: Right. So I I mean my my favorite character was always Eric Andre's character the little demon I think his name was Lucy um is, is what does he get a, a lot of screen time in this cuz man he was truly my favorite character I n- never really cared for Elfo Yeah
0: well he so he's in every episode but he has the most limited uh screen time he's had for the first for I guess throughout the throughout the entire series which is kind of funny because he's one of the main trio on one of the arcs Bean goes back to Steamland but she only goes with Elfo and that's heavily focused on them so he appears for a couple you know seconds here and there for like the B story with with King Zog uh but for the most part like he is not as integral as he had been in other episodes uh Bean is the primary focus and Elfo is around a lot and I'm with you I, I like Elfo's kind of annoying which he's <laughs> supposed to be but it doesn't seem like he has a lot of character development whereas like at least Lucy like his premise was like he was a demon and he's supposed to be evil and it's like funny that he's not. Elfo's entire thing is like he just keeps falling in love with a bunch of random things <laughs> that he has used as easy jokes, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, I just I think I just enjoy Eric Andre's like insane chaotic energy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this like this season so this season, like I said, it picked up right after season two ended where Bean was about to be, I'm going to spoiler this since it's been over a year, <laughs> she's about to be burned at the stake and her mother saved her. So the first two or three episodes are her trying to escape like this underground cavern with these, this group who are like elves, but they're pale called trogs. Uh, her escaping her mother and dealing with like that plan. And then the side story is like, basically there is an attempted coup of King Zog and he eventually goes crazy because he gets buried alive um, before he's rescued. Yikes. And so like they go back to dreamland and he is like just losing his mind. He doesn't remember anything. So then like the whole through story actually is like being dealing with the madness of King dog. And she chases, she ends up going to Steamland for a couple episodes because she chases one of the assassins there. And then when she comes back, it's like, Oh, they're worried about uh, being attacked and, more or less like Bean has to rise to the occasion. And there is actually like in this show, I never thought they'd have like a heartwarming, like a heartwarmingly <laughs> sad moment, like between her and her father. Mm, yeah. Um And I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, like that happened. It, it, it's just like crazy to me that they, they have turned this around to where I am now looking forward to season four. Cause I, I didn't actually want to start the season. Uh <laughs> Someone, someone else was like, "Let's watch this," and I was like, "I don't want to," but like they pushed, and I was Fun. like, oh, "Okay, like, yeah, like I guess so." And I ended up really liking it.
1: That's I. I was excited for season one. And I really enjoyed it. And when season two came out, I was excited for that. And I watched, I think, like two episodes, and I was kind of like, "Eh, maybe yeah. I'm not in the mood for this. I'll try again later." And then I just never did.
0: Like season one, we talked about like that was early, early episodes of the podcast because I remember it came out like August right when we had started and we were like trying to watch it in real time and talk about it. I I remember like being like it's a Mac," like I'm hoping it's like Futurama and it wasn't. So maybe my expectations for season (laughs) one were set like differently than what it was but I was definitely not excited for season two. And I was, <laughs> I really was not excited for season three. So I, I am surprised I have done a 180 on this and it is now like, yeah, if you've seen the first two seasons, it, it is a strong recommend for me. The most improved character since season one is Una. Um, they even like joke that her character in the first season was like an evil stepmother and it was overplayed and just dumb because <laughs> like there's an episode that focuses with her and Bean, like trying to work through beans problems. And like, she's actually a great character. It's, it's surprising. Yeah, she's like the, the fish per- lady. Yeah. She's um this who was married to Zog is Bean's stepmother.
1: All right. So I, I mean, you're a fan of this season. Do you know how it's doing with uh, the population at large?
0: so you're not really seeing much on social media about this like i remember seeing on uh season one but on rotten tomatoes it has an audience only rating it's at 68 so it's not bad and i look back this is actually the lowest rating for any of the seasons so maybe my i have like the backwards opinion on this of <laughs> liking this as it goes on and other people are disliking it more <laughs> uh I know we didn't really want to get into these in depth just because I think we ended up watching a lot of documentaries this week (laughs) what have you generally been watching
1: yeah so I watched a couple of of, uh, documentaries like you said I watched one called missing 411 that's a documentary from 2015 about uh, children that have gone missing in national parks over the years which is uh kind of Eerie and uh, uh, like sad and frustrating, I guess is the way that I've been describing it. And this has kind of become a thing on uh, Twitter and on TikTok about various weird stories about kind of strange goings on in the U.S. national parks. But Missing 4-1 was a pretty good breakdown. It was like an hour and twenty minutes or so, and it I I thought it told a, a pretty good story. I think it captured most of the like, most uh, most of the, like, unsolved mystery kind of essence of these kids' disappearances. So,
0: I mean, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, my guess is, is it... Sorry. So when you're talking about missing children, I just assumed you get lost in the woods. Is there more nefarious, like, um, implications behind this? Or is it just poor planning like what what is going on with the missing kids generally
1: there's a lot going on all at once so it I what got me onto this kick was there was a tick tock about this person talking about how uh there are like feral cannibal people who live in great smoky mountains national park wow uh, and really <laughs> i mean that's the story um okay so unsubstantiated rumors but like there was a kid that went missing in like the 60s named Dennis Martin and like no one's really sure what happened to him but the the stories on missing 411 are they're just confusing like it, there's this like 3-year-old kid is hiking with his family and he goes around a corner up ahead and when the family rounds the the bend in the trail he's just gone and they find his like clothes and stuff i think it was like 8 months later on top of the mountain Jeez. And they're like, no kid could... Like, this is a boulder field. No three-year-old kid could have done this. And, and they're like, well, maybe he was snatched by a mountain lion, but there's no blood on any of the clothes, and, like, some of them are inside out. So it's it just these, yeah, kind of... It's like an unsolved mysteries situation, where it's like, we don't really have an explanation for what happened to these kids. Some of them are eventually found, some of them are not. There was a story about this kid who, like... He went around a barn on his family's property and just disappeared, and they found him the next morning, like, 19 miles away. And he he was, like, two and a half or something, and he walked the whole distance.
0: Jeez, man. Like, yeah, they found
1: amazing. him, like, some some hiker or hunter or something found him in a snowdrift, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, he's like, I I don't really remember it now, but when... Like, when I got home, I told them that, like, yeah, I went for a walk and got lost in the woods, and (laughs) there he was, and I was like, man, I can't walk 19 miles in a day.
0: Yeah, that's a lot, especially through, like, heavy, I imagine he wasn't on a trail, like, through heavy brush and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, this was, like, a Montana ranch or something. This was intense. The, the most unexpected part of this though came in the last seconds where it, it does you know like documentaries do where they give that like text up at the end as as like a uh, a summary and they said they reached out to the national park service for comment and they didn't comment and they asked for a list of all the people who've gone missing in national parks over the years and they said no such list exists and it, if they wanted one it would cost 1.4 million dollars to make it yeah, so it blew me away that the the National Park Service just d- doesn't keep a list of people that go missing on their property. You think you could just start it? You know, <laughs> that's yeah. It was like how how expensive could that possibly be? Like one point four million dollars to compile a list of names.
0: Yeah, that's insane. I will, I mean, granted, I you know, I guess you can get conspiracy theory about it, but especially like the national parks, like those everything around there is just not developed like it is easy to get lost in the woods if you are not used to being out there oh yeah absolutely unfamiliar territory and that stuff is just it's treacherous like it it blows my mind still that like people like would basically just call like colonize these areas like (laughs) going exploring and stuff like like, like fording heavy boats for miles through that terrain is just insane to me because that terrain is so inhospitable at times, man. And this is, like, in areas that are relatively developed. I cannot imagine, like, the actual areas where no one has ever developed.
1: Yeah, I mean, i played Oregon Trail. I know how hard it can be.
0: <laughs> no, you don't know about this. <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
1: No, but it, it's just, yeah, it's shocking, because Great Smoky Mountains is not super far from where I am, it's it's a few hours, but I mean, it's still, like, you, you think of the east coast of the United States, and you think, you know, like, urban sprawl, and there are still these patches of just completely undeveloped wilderness, and then, like, then you start looking out west, and it's like, oh man, like, Olympia National Park, and Glacier National Park, and <laughs> And these are places where it's like the mountains are enormous and just there's nobody for miles and miles and miles. Like Montana is empty. Right. Uh, what else did you watch?
0: Or sorry, did you want to go over anything else on that? Uh, no, I, I don't I think c- so. I do have one question. On that. Uh, where can you watch that Christian?
1: Uh, that is on uh, Hulu. It's also on YouTube. There's two of them. There was also a missing 411 about hunters and that one wasn't quite as, uh interesting is the one about the kids it got a little weird at the end where they were talking about aliens and like somebody in ohio thinks that they saw the predator (laughs) oh my gosh not not kidding they were like yeah we 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 didn't really want to put these in at first but i i think they're worth discussing and i was like they were not worth discussing (laughs) What is
0: the rule where it's, like, I love the idea of conspiracy theories, but for the most part, it's, like, the simplest answer is the easiest explanation. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Occam's Razor. Like, that's what, the the one about the kids was interesting, because it was, like, maybe it was a mountain lion, maybe this kid did get kidnapped out here by, like, a person, and, like, he was thrown in a truck or something. But, but, yeah, in the Hunter's one, they're like, yeah, these people went up into the Cascades and there were aliens having a conversation outside their cabin, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs)
0: Oh, man. All right. So what else have you been watching?
1: Uh, I also just last night watched the uh, New York Times documentary on Britney Spears and her uh, conservatorship. And it was, I don't know what the right word for it is. I mean, it was fascinating. It was a really interesting look into, like, her life growing up. It, it occurred to me right when it started that I didn't know where Britney Spears was from. Apparently the answer is Mississippi
0: wow i see i didn't know that either i just always assumed california
1: yeah now she's she's a mississippian and so yeah it, it goes through kind of the events that led up to her kind of like very public breakdown and and like the shaving of the head and attacking the paparazzi and you you come away looking at her in a much more positive light than maybe you would have if you lived through that era
0: Well, that's the thing is I never knew much about her. And, you know, when she had the breakdown, it was easy to make fun of her for it. Yes, you know, in your mind, she's a rich pop star. Like, what is she breaking down for? But over the past couple of years, I've been hearing more and more about, like, her father and the conservatorship. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, she, like... You would know better since you watched it, but it seems like she actually didn't really have access to her own money and she is like heavily like under people's thumbs. And like it was just sounded like a terrible way to actually live. Even if you were famous, it sounded like you were like slaves is a strong word, but you know what I mean? Like you were not free.
1: Yeah. So the, the details of the conservatorship are intense. Like they basically used those public breakdowns to say that she was not like in a fit mental state to control her own life. And so they filed for a temporary conservatorship and then it just became permanent. And so even to to today she doesn't have control over her own like money, tour schedule bookings, like medical records, anything like it's all through her conservators.
0: And that is ridiculous. I, I don't know the background of it, but it, like a court has to approve like it's ridiculous a court would still enforce this if she's showing she's mentally competent.
1: Well, yeah, it's that's they they had a couple of legal experts come on and say like it's very difficult to prove that like you have grown enough to be like taken out of this conservatorship, and and the person they asked said like they've never heard of anybody actually breaking out of one.
0: It's I mean it, that just sounds like the idea of that sounds ridiculous to me. It sounds like it kind of makes sense in some scenarios, but for the most part if you are an adult, like, you should be a like, regardless of how you do it, if you want to squander your own money, like, that's up to you. A lot of other people do that and don't get a conservative, <laughs> absolutely to, like, thrown on them. The
1: The way they talk about it is essentially it sounded like a power of attorney because they, they, they say, like, usually it's just for, like, elderly people who, who have, like, all this money and they need somebody to make sure they – like they need somebody to watch it so that they don't do anything stupid with it. But right
0: so you don't get taken advantage of.
1: Right, exactly. And so they were like, yeah, this is fairly rare for her, but yeah, even up to like it I think the most recent it this was just made. So I think it goes up to like November of last year, November 2020, and and she was still trying to not not even really break out of it anymore just have her dad kicked off as a conservator and and have a bank in charge.
0: Yes, that's what I um because I remember this being in the news and that's when I first started hearing about all this and like about how terrible her dad was to her and stuff.
1: Yeah, but like they're they're in charge of like her record deals, her bookings, like they tell her, like they can sign her up for tours and stuff. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Um, So that's, uh, where did you watch that one at? That's also on Hulu. Alright, that's a, I, that actually and probably, that's on my list to check out. Um, this week I watched two documentaries Just real quick One was called The Night Stalker It was about the Night Stalker killer In California who was active For basically just a six month period In LA and for a little bit of time In um, San Francisco Who had something Who had like just At random broke into people's houses I think he killed 22 people And assaulted another like 50 some oh Including children which is i had never heard of him before but i guess people in the true crime world have but it's a four episode documentary or i guess limited series docuseries 45 45 minutes each and i think it's definitely worth checking out because i i knew nothing about like the, this guy so it was just crazy that that had happened in the 80s which i view as kind of like a, I guess dna evidence still hadn't become popular but it's just <laughs> right. you know the era before that where they're trying to base everything off of a shoe print
1: <laughs> yeah like i i'm gonna check this out too because i know the name but i don't know any of the details
0: it's crazy when they actually like how they a- sort of actually caught him was like pretty standard but like <laughs> the i want to spoil it a little bit like the chase ended up happening like in a very public manner where like he was just running through neighborhoods And like everyone knew what his face was because it was on the newspaper, and people just started like chasing him, which you never hear about happening to a like serial killer. Oh man, yeah, (laughs) so that surprised me. Like, just some like the police knew about him, but like some random group of citizens like beat him with a bat and caught him.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I love that for them,
0: yeah. and then the other documentary I watched that I actually do suggest checking out if the idea of freedom of press interests you is called Nobody Speak. It starts off more or less being about the trial between Hulk Hogan and Gawker Media, and then it kind of spirals into why it's so dangerous that Terry or Hulk Hogan, real name Terry Belea, won that case, and how like it could. Set up the thing for basically billionaires to sue people into or sue organizations into the ground um, for what they don't consider newsworthy and all that stuff. And it's a it's a pretty good documentary. You get some good interviews with a bunch of random people. And I like I had tangentially known about what was going on on this um, lawsuit because I read Deadspin and Kotaku, but I wasn't paying close attention because I never read Gawker um, until. And still never read it, but I heard more about it when, <laughs> like, basically they got a hundred and forty-four million-dollar judgment against them, and the company had to be sold to some some news or or some like broadcasting station. I forget who it was, right. but it's an interesting documentary. And now it's time for our Amazon review game. Just a quick recap of the rules. Christian has three one-star reviews from Amazon for a movie. He's going to read one of the reviews. I'll get two yes or no questions to help me narrow down what the movie is. I can then either guess or ask for another review. After that review, I can again guess or ask. I get two, yes or no, two more yes or no questions. I can either guess or ask for another review. And then after the third one, I will get two more questions and I have to uh, guess what the movie is. This year we're keeping score. If I get it on the first uh, review, it'll be three points, two points for the second, one point for the third. Christian, I am ready when you are.
1: All right. This first review is called Believe the Bad Reviews. Sadly, the reviews were correct. Movie is pretty bad. Story is lame. Most of the actors look bored being there, though only Fastbender did a good job. Also, pr- plenty of forced SJW and feminist lines that are quite painful. Sad to the end of a once fantastic movie. Boy, Fastbender and SJWs. Um,
0: is this uh, is this based on a video game franchise that originated on the PlayStation Three era? No. Okay.
1: Luckily, I think fast I was thinking Assassin's Creed. I think <laughs> Fassbender's in that.
0: Is this an X Men movie? Yes. Okay, well, shoot. (laughs) He's in four. I'm going to have to go for another one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This movie is so bad. It is absolutely terrible. This and Apocalypse both. I had to look at the credits at the end to make sure Ed Wood hadn't risen from the grave just to direct it. It's like watching a 2019 version of Plan 9 from Outer Space. Terrible casting, terrible dialogue, terrible editing. This is easily mystery science theater two thousand garbage. Sansa Stark makes a horrible Jean Grey, and so does the new Cyclops guy. Just cosmic goo.
0: I guess you said twenty nineteen. I, I forget all the X Men like new movies names. <laughs> uh, boy, is this the? Does this have the dark? Does this have Jean Grey as the Phoenix in it? Yes. Is this X Men Dark Phoenix? Yes, it is okay dude it's weird that they like i don't remember there being sjw lines in that one dude
1: i don't either i don't know what it was but like 50 percent of these reviews are really mad about it
0: i have i honestly have no idea like what they're (laughs) even referencing in that that's (sighs) funny i because what that is what threw me off on the first one i was like Maybe like I didn't see Assassin's Creed, but like maybe it's a bunch of gamers mad about something they say <laughs> in it.
1: Oh man, aren't you lucky? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I mean like people I didn't hate that movie. Like I don't think it was good, but I didn't hate the movie.
1: Yeah, I think you liked it more than I did. I I sadly did watch Assassin's Creed and it was horrendous. <laughs>
0: That's what I heard. I don't. I wouldn't say like Dark Phoenix was one of the better X Men movies, but it was i think probably better than wolverine <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that's a low bar to clear <laughs> yeah i
0: mean i don't know I, I think wolverine's dumb fun at least um <laughs> i probably would never watch dark phoenix again i watch wolverine just because i like Hugh Jackman, right <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. If you'd like to contact us, we are at Gambots Network on Twitter, or you can email us at gambots.blog at gmail.com. Also, we have a website now if you want to check that out. That's gambotsnetwork.com. And finally, if you're listening to somewhere where you can rate and subscribe, we'd appreciate it as that does help with marketing. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
1: Thank you.